Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. I don't know. I'm thrown off. We're on opposite sides of the podcast today. Oh, well, you... I can't podcast right-handed. You know that. I only go left. (laughs) Well, didn't I used to sit on this side and then we switched and then we switched? I've always been on that side. Well, are you talking about like when we were in chairs, when we were in a whole different setup? Uh, I think you were still on my right. Oh, okay. Sorry. Again. The thing that throws me off, I used to always be on that side. But then when I record with Caroline, Mm -hmm. I normally sit on this side. Yeah, I'm the Derek Zoolander of podcasts. I yeah. can only podcast one way. Okay. Would you like to trade seats? We only seats? turn left or right. I don't remember which. No idea. We can trade seats if you want. No, it's okay. I'm not bothered. I got to work it. I got to build up my podcasting repertoire. I want to be an omnidirectional podcaster. Wow. Yeah. What are you going to do if we ever upgrade the studio like, and have like an actual setup area and it records from more than one like angle? Oh, like video? Yeah. What do you mean? What am I going to do? Like, it's just going to be a multi-cam, right? Oh, yeah. But both your sides would show. Oh, I was like, am I going to have to do something different? I don't know. I was like, is this a sports show? Am I going to have to find my camera? I really like the idea of the podcast studio being like chairs across from one another. Mm, And then having like big comfy, not like, not like knee to knee, but, and then there would be video of me and video of you, not one. Okay. Not frame. one shot. Yeah. Got it. That's my dream. Should we set it up like out in our little swivel chair area? We like, we have all kinds of things we could do. Yeah. But. Your, your setup was really requiring a, a, a room of some size. If we hit, not really. No, no, no. I don't think that's true at all. Okay. What? Like, I'm just imagining there's rigging that has to be for both behind both chairs for it, relatively it tall people. It wouldn't necessarily be. No, it wouldn't. I can show you. I can draw it up for you. Okay. I'm going to need a floor plan. But regardless, I, uh, I don't know. People aren't sending the podcast to enough of their friends <laughs> for us to do that. For us to. Just send it to, to 20 invest of in your a full closest size friends and tell them they have to download it weekly and listen. Yeah. Uh, or something bad will happen to them. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah, of course. We'll send out a text link and then that'll be like, you know. Remember those? Yeah, I do yeah. remember. All right, fill everybody in on your week. Uh, I wanted to note at the beginning of this episode, in case we lose people and they don't listen all the way through, we're going to do the intimacy and sex episode next week. And so if you have voicemails that you want to leave us asking questions or if you have emails you want to send in we will be recording that uh probably within the next couple days couple days yeah when this comes out so oh i guess yeah right when this (laughs) yeah so if you're listening and you want to leave a voicemail or send an email for that episode now the time is now the the now is time i feel like we've had enough input that may be a two-parter so yeah I think we've got enough to start with. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. send some stuff in and maybe we'll do two. And if on you it. guys want it to be two parts, it can be. Like, yeah. But uh, I'm excited about that. Because, yeah, when this when this records or when this releases, hopefully we'll have recorded at least part one. I already put up a question box. Yeah. So we have all of the questions that you guys asked Kill from it. Instagram. 
And there were a lot more questions than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested. It should be fun. That's why I'm thinking that I think there's plenty that we could do. Yeah, we're probably going to talk for a long time. So Uh, update everybody on your week. What happened to you this week? Oh, what did I do this week? Every time you ask me that, I kind of panic. Like you forget about everything? Yeah. Uh, It was Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I don't know what else. You worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, we table. built we built a table. That's our big. I think that was our big project this week. Mm-hmm. At least the tail end of the week. Um, we went to the hardware store f- four times, which is pretty average. Three. I went myself. That was the third. Okay. I only went twice. Okay. Did you go to Lowe's twice? No. Okay. So just Lowe's and the local hardware store. I guess we went to Home Depot to price wood first, oh. and then we ended up buying wood from Lowe's. Yeah, we did a couple exploratory trips as well. I didn't count that first one. Yeah. Yeah, we did some recon, some some hardware store recon, kind of get a feel for what we were looking for. Shopped a couple different ones, so. No, but we, we built a table. Um, you know, we have a dichotomy in our relationship on what our goals are when building a project. Um, Joe is building content and I'm trying to build furniture that will last a lifetime. And uh, we have, they, they don't necessarily mesh time frame wise. Cause like content, we gotta, we gotta get this table done. I don't think that's true. I disagree with everything. But you said. it would require me to plan much further in advance. And I don't think I'm only building a table for content. No. Like you're making you want it, it used. Oh no, no. It's not disposable. No, you're, yeah, you're making it sound like yes. I just do DIYs for content. No, 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 no. No, what happens is I set a timeline and I set a content calendar of this is what I'm going to share in these months yeah. or these weeks. And I let Matt know what we're going to do. And I say, so if you want to do it your way, here's the timeline. And then when we get butted against the timeline and I go, okay, I guess we're doing it my way. Then you want to micromanage everything and do it your way. And then get frustrated you don't have more time. Hmm. Somewhere between our ideas is the truth. Which way do you <laughs> lean? I mean, I'm going to lean my way. You are? You're going to lean your way. You really lean no, your way? No, no. Yours is it, yours is close to the truth. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to... like. It's not I'm a little I'm, more meticulous. A little? Slightly more. I... like, And that's not a comp... Or a... a insult to you i am <laughs> caution to the wind that's true i am let's just get this like why done. would we fill the gaps why would we do any of this we'll just that's not necessarily true okay. it's just i it was really interesting we should actually talk about it well let's, yeah. we'll get through our week but we can kind of circle back around to this because i would love to talk about how like you get really frustrated and then you're like i'm allowed to be frustrated you know mm-hmm. we should talk about that yeah okay. don't you think all right. Yeah, okay. we can talk about that. Uh, but before we get there, I wanted to note that we drafted. We Oh, man. Fantasy week. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're coming up on... So this is a big week in fantasy baseball, which is just... I've been killing it in fantasy baseball You've, you've been coming week. on strong. You've had a, you had a tough loss a week or two ago that would have really set you up for the playoffs. Uh, you now... It's your winner go home. But if you win, I think you're in. Okay. Like, I think you're a lock if you get in. Heck, yeah. If you win this week. Fantasy baseball is really hard for me to get into. It's so much more complicated than fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. It's a much longer season. Uh, there's a lot of it's it's weekly and not in a 
Matt's easy way. participating in two football leagues this year. Oh, yeah. I've leveled up to two football leagues, yeah. which is funny because that's not even a lot for a lot of people that do it. But I'm, in, I'm leveling up. I feel like you should at least have two with how much time you dedicate to it. Matt could have a whole fantasy football podcast. I don't know that it'd be any good or helpful, but I could definitely do it. I could talk every week. Yeah. For There's a fantasy football podcast for women. Oh, yeah. you were. Yeah. Somebody asked uh, in my comments if I would contact them and be on it. And I yeah. was like, I don't think you want me on it. Yeah. I don't actually know it. Well, it's not that I don't know what I'm I like. I could do the research. I understand it. Are you going to share your proprietary uh, drafting strategy? Yeah. I draft off vibes. Yeah. Um, so the little ESPN photos, she puts a lot of weight into those. Once she gets past the first handful of rounds where we're talking bigger names and yeah. some like, more do strategy. Do they look nice? She's like, how's their smile? Um, how are they, they as a person? Genuine? Yeah. She's like, do they have any... Do they uh, have bad press? Yeah. <laughs> how, how are they doing personally? How many kids do they have? Do they love their children? Yeah. <laughs> Is their wife on their Instagram? Like, these are the kind of things. She doesn't have time to actually look that up. But if she did, that's what she I, would be researching. I would have just a team of quality people. Family men. Yeah. The family men. That could be well, your team. Well, they don't have to be like... They don't have to have a family. They can sure. be single, but, but they better be nice to their mom. Yeah, got it. Got it. <laughs> or their dad, or their sister, or brother. The nice to ladies team. Yeah, I mean, you could draft on worse for sure. Uh, Half my team suspended, so you're not. You don't have the nice to ladies <laughs> team. <laughs> suspended for different reasons. Some of them for gambling. Some of them for uh, altercations they got into in Vegas. So, uh, you know. It's okay. Yeah. I feel okay about it. Also, Matt's uh, wearing a vintage hat today. Yeah. How old does something have to be to be vintage? Uh, classic cars is what? 20 years? Oh, it's not that old. I that think, hat's about 10 years old. I think you can get a classic car plate at you either 20. You should take 20... care of it and be nice to it, though, because, well, no. Sororities probably won't be a thing by the time yeah, she goes to college. we'll see. She probably won't want it. That's fine. I was going to say... Maybe like her or it, one of her friends. I don't think they'll be the be same like a, for sure. I don't know if they'll be. A, they might be around. Yeah. But. I hope they're not the same. I mean, not. I had a great yeah. experience. I'm not talking smack about my sorority experience per se, but hopefully things will evolve. That'd be good. But he's wearing my uh, sorority hat. It's just matched college. so well. It does. It looks good. Thanks. It's just making me laugh. It's in good condition for how old it's, that hat it's is. It's very clean. Yeah. It clearly did not get a. Did, it, did you wear it a lot? clearly not Not this one no clearly you know i really liked owning hats i still Mm -hmm. like this i really like owning ball caps but i very rarely reach for them i haven't started wearing a hat until like the last year you know the thing is i loved my mom in a baseball cap Mm. when i was a kid like i thought it Mm -hmm. was so cute and I, i i find myself a lot of things that i style myself in now are odes to things i loved my mom in when i was a kid so like i loved my mom in a french braid down her the like straight down her hair which i can't do on myself <laughs> but any opportunity i have to have somebody else french raid my hair i do it i do need to uh, learn i still need to learn and you know what I, you do need to learn mm-hmm. i would love that uh the thing that really uh hits home is i think that i just see so much of myself in her yeah. especially at that age and so i don't question myself whenever i wear styles that she did so like a claw clip a french braid straight down my back my overalls make me think of my mom uh 
I'm trying to think of other things, but a, a ball cap is one of those things. And I was just going to note that that's one of the things that I keep buying thinking of her. Mm-hmm. And then I don't wear them. That the 90s often. are coming back though. So that's well-timed. I feel like they are, have been back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like they're having, but, I mean, they're definitely, they're moving from just like Well, it was trendy. 2000s, I yeah. guess. And now it's 90s. Yeah. It was, and it's not just trendy. I feel like it's really filling in. Yeah, like, I agree. We're really moving into like bringing back almost 80s stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Which was before our time, but yeah. We can talk to your sisters. I feel like 90s was kind of before our time too. That's true. We, we were alive, doing a lot of style. But we weren't really styling ourselves in terms of like comparing it. At yeah. least I wasn't cuz I I started what kindergarten in 98. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been 7. Yeah. So yeah, we weren't doing a ton of stylistic choices. I feel like we were much more 2000s kids. But if we watched Friends, we could figure it out. Yeah. 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 And and that's exactly how my mom dressed. Friends? My mom was kind of like, she was on trend. Yeah. She was a trendy dresser. She's well, that's still, good. Like, I feel like she's still kind of kept up and... Yeah. I don't know. Limited options, but... Limited options. Yeah. It's harder now. Yeah. It's hard to find clothes that work on a person um, that uses a wheelchair. Yeah. And mobility issues too. I guess it's not so much the wheelchair as it is just like the mobility of stuff being able to well, go on and off. Yeah. Somebody has to help right. with it. So anyway, some things are easier to do without help. And yeah. Some things are. Okay. I'm circling back around. Got it. Uh, mm. About frustration with the home project. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that we have learned working together on projects is I my number one priority above everything else is everybody gets along and has a good time. Yeah. She wants the vibes of the project to be strong. Really of any, it's not about a project. It's across the board. I mean, fantasy football teams. Nothing frustrates me more than somebody being frustrated or angry or upset and then being a jerk because of that and trying to bring everybody else down. Yeah. Well, you've got to, You've got a close circle of people that, that have that problem. <laughs> yes, I do. So I think you're sensitive to it for sure. I'm I'm very sensitive to Deservedly it. Deservedly so. You've seen it plenty. Yeah, it's and I think it's stupid. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I, I don't understand. It's so, not a point of pride for myself. <laughs> we were working on this project, and Matt was getting very very frustrated because things were not turning out impeccably. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which I think it turned out pretty well, but it wasn't perfect by yes. any means yeah and uh i he asked me why i had gotten so quiet because i was just letting him have his temper tantrum <laughs> and what yep keep i was going. keep talking and he said to me he's like i'm allowed to be frustrated i did like like I, a like, toddler yeah he's like it's <laughs> not working out i'm allowed to be frustrated and i kind of had to have a, a parenting moment with you i was like you know how sometimes Gardner's really frustrated, so she kicks us. <laughs> and you go, you're allowed to be frustrated, but you can't kick? Yeah. And then Matt was like, oh. <laughs> Man, that is a... You know what I had a big realization of last week? <laughs> and something that... Um, let me let me fix my, my get up here before I say this. But something I realized last week, and it's stuck with me, and I've really been kind of having to process through it lately, is... <laughs> all of the problems that I'm working through right now, a lot of them are things that 
I needed to work through in childhood. And so working on childhood problems as an adult makes me feel like a child, feels kind of demeaning, feels like uh, I should be beyond that, which is really frustrating, but it doesn't mean that they're not valid and it doesn't mean that I don't need to work on them. It's just hard working on them and feeling like I'm a kid and feeling like I should be past that because I'm an adult. But don't you think like ideally all emotional regulation should be taught in childhood, but it isn't. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you're exclusive in that uh, department. No, no, not at all. I feel like generally speaking, I meet very few people, especially men. Yeah. It's not prioritized. Who who have emotional regulation. Mm Mm-hmm. Like men just aren't taught it. I feel like men are almost encouraged to get angry, get... No, you're taught emotional repression as a man. That your emotions, you should be able to push them aside. Right. They shouldn't be a priority. And it doesn't work that way, just like as a human being. Right. uh, They just stay there and you deal with them like a child. Right. A, a not well-balanced yes, child. No, true. Not a, not a I feel like that's regulated an child. To children. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it is. Yeah. There are times. Yeah. So I'm learning to regulate along with my, my toddler. I, well, and I, it's been really interesting watching you through this process Yeah. because I, I've seen such a difference in the way that you work through things in your head. Yeah. The biggest thing I've been. Big a difference. Big- Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. I was going to say the biggest difference is you're working through things in your head. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest and the, the thing that stuck with me the last week and I've been trying to really keep it in mind is I need to model what I want my kids to be. And so if I want my kids to be well-regulated, if I want my kids to feel confident and appreciate themselves and all that, I need to be able to do that for me, mm-hmm. which is much harder than telling a kid to do it. Yeah. Turns out. Again, fixing other people's problems, very easy because you don't actually have to do the have work. Have to do anything. You just get to like tell them like, communicate, be better with your feelings. And, and then you don't have to actually do the work. That's part of what makes me nervous about having a podcast yeah. in general. Uh, and not just a podcast, but like a platform online period mm-hmm. is because I feel like I give a lot of, of advice or answering questions or feedback as do you. And it sounds simple when, right. when right. somebody just boils it down for... A 15 second like, response. Often I worry that we're making things sound easy. And that's because when you put it in words, it does sound easy. And yeah. in action and regular practice, it's not. Mm-hmm. Realistically, it's just not. Yeah, it's not your, your nature to necessarily do all the things correctly. Right. But it's easy to say them. Yeah, yeah. it really is. But we made it through the project. We I did. I feel like you, you really... I feel like three or four years ago... If you would have been frustrated and elevated like that, and I would have responded to you in that way, and I was not trying to compare you to a child. It no. wasn't that in that moment. I was just trying to draw a comparison that was really obvious. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about parenting is it gives you a mirror to yourself. And ideally, you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, not everything's great with me. Why am I expecting a two-year-old to handle right. this well? But a few years ago, I don't think you would have... Uh, talked about it with me openly and like gotten to where we did while we were doing the project yeah, yeah. and i feel like we really it, we moved on quickly we did. and like yeah. we finished the project and it went well and we worked together we've always though even we've always done well on projects and yeah. stuff together for the most part but there's just a chance that if we had done this a couple years ago someone would have been finishing it by themselves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it might have been you it might have been me 
but we probably both would not have been there. Yeah. Someone would have been like, well, I guess I'm going to finish the project without you. Yeah. And I don't know which one of us. It could be either one. It could it go depends. either way. You could have been like, I'm getting you out of here. Go do something else. Don't touch my project. Or I'd be like, just leave it alone and I'm going to make it how I want to make it. Yeah. But could go either Usually way. it's me that ends yeah. up finishing them because not <laughs> you had a tendency to say, just walk away. I'm going to make it how I want to make it. And then it'll sit there for a little while and then I'll go finish it eventually. Fair. Not always. Yeah. I'm I'm working under the assumption that somebody was going to finish it that immediately. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. someone was going to continue and someone was going to be like, I don't want to be around you right now. Yeah. And that's valid. Get out of here. We, somebody asked uh, that this week on Weekend Chats, how do we uh, resolve conflict? Like when we're fighting with each other. Hmm. And I was thinking about it a lot. I didn't answer the question on stories. Yeah. Because I was just, I, I don't know that we have a real flushed out strategy, but as we're talking about this, it's making me realize we are definitely not people that are afraid of some space. Space is, uh, to be quite honest with you, I don't think we're very good at resolving conflict in the moment. We're not. I don't I think, think anybody. Do no, you know anybody I mean, when is? you're elevated, that is true. When you're elevated, it's very difficult to come to common ground and to act really rationally because you're elevated. So that is kind of the trick is to give yourself space and deal with issues when you're not in fight or flight basically because that's where i get Mm -hmm. i get to where i'm just like it's either gonna come out as fight or i'm gonna recede and run i don't get there very often no that's part of being better regulated you think that's what it is okay yeah you have much better regulation so you don't go to fight or flight you're okay dealing with your emotions yeah and going I'm unhappy with this. Can we deal with it? And I go, emotions. Oh, no. (laughs) Run. (laughs) Ah. Get angry. Primitive response. Freak out. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that that wasn't. Thank you. That was not me looking for affirmation in that. I just, it's hard to see yourself. Very. Yeah, that's, that is kind of the funny thing is um, self-awareness is not necessarily understanding all the good things about yourself it's being able to look in a mirror and understand that you are flawed and that's okay and other people are too and there's plenty to work on so often i think self awareness is is taught like oh just you you know all the good things about yourself but that's that's the easy stuff to look at the hard stuff is oh i'm really not good when this happens. Well, I think the key of that isn't just being aware, but it's learning how to accept it and still yeah. think that you're great in that. Cause I think there is a lot of self-awareness and a lot of people I talk to in our generation, but instead of it being acceptance of where we fall short, it is a just like a pity party. Yeah. That's not the word I wanted to use. No. The phrase I wanted to use, but it's like this really self-hatred. Yeah. Uh, thing where, oh, I'm not good at that. I suck at this and I'm awful. And, you know. And it gets almost used as a license for, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I am this way and I'm not going to change. I know that we've definitely had conversations like that. For sure. Yeah. Over the years. That's how the Enneagram gets used a lot. It's yeah. like, Any- I'm a six and guess what? I'm never going to change. Any personality test. Yeah. It's not just the Enneagram. The like, Enneagram's the hot one. Um, but I feel like uh, like uh, astrology, not oh, astrology, yeah. uh, Zodiac. Is that? 
I mean, I think those are okay. They fall under the same okay. <laughs> branch. Uh, but I think that any of those, all mm-hmm. of that gets used that way. Yeah. And I don't think that that's how that works. Yeah. Well, we're not all of one thing no. in anything. We're everything. Life is a spectrum. A big Life on the old spectrum. shiny spectrum. Uh, well, that was a show. What? Was that a show? What was? No, Love. Love is a Spectrum? Love on the Spectrum? Oh, Love was, on the Spectrum. Yeah, that's that a Netflix show, show I think. Where, yeah. yeah. It's that was like good. A, it was a fun little show. Did you watch it? Yeah, we watched it together. I thought we, I feel like we watched like an episode. We maybe. watched the whole first season We watched the together. whole first season? Yep. Did we? Yep. I don't mm. remember anything. You know what? Now it's sounding familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm remembering it. If, a little more like i don't remember anything so if i remember watching something I, it happened i generally or it was the most vivid dream yeah or I, I, that is one of my biggest life obstacles I'm separating reality from okay dreams. i wanted to make a tiktok about this and then i didn't because i didn't want to embarrass myself but i had a we can super vivid dream last night uh that victoria paris and i were friends <laughs> irl but and she texted me a picture uh-huh. of a bunch of gourds. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so random. Gourds. And asked me if I grew them in my garden. Like she texted you a picture of gourds that she found? No, I think it was just like a Google image. Like, Got it. Like a, oh. you know. And I texted her back and said yes, even though the answer was 100% no. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, you were just trying to impress her. I was. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to be She's friends. She's a cool kid. And yeah. It's like, you're, you're just cool. Like, I'm, I'm desperate. <laughs> be my friend. If you want me to have gourds, I'll have gourds. I'll grow all the gourds you want. <laughs> How random. That's all. That was the whole, like, and that was the only bit of the dream that she was. But I woke sure. up and I was like. I need some gourds. I was like, that was really weird. Like, I'm going to DM her some gourds and see if she's into it. <laughs> Wasn't that like the That's most wild. random That's thing you've ever heard? Yes, very random. Okay. But you're mildly obsessed with her, so. I do. I really like her. She's funny. Uh, I like anybody who is just so unapologetically authentic. Yes. And I feel like that is few and far between online. Like, I feel like I follow a lot of people that I feel like are really loud, but mm-hmm. loud to be loud, not loud because they are loud. Loud Does as that... a character. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, when I watch her content, I just feel like she is truly being herself. Well, that's, I think that even rings true for people, like people we're friends with. Um, I'd much rather be friends with somebody who is unapologetically kind of a dick sometimes, yeah, but they're aware of it and they're like, hey, this is something about me and I understand that and it's who I am or it's how I deal with certain things. But they're they're just like this is it. This we have is a lot of front. friends that were that way that were very dry and very um, maybe abrasive personality. Very abrasive, to start. yeah. But they they weren't bad, no, or like hurtful people. No, just sometimes socially abrasive. Very um, much, yeah. Very much. But you know what? You understand where you where you fall with them. And that's we, always understanding. Like, I know how this person feels. Sometimes it's not great. Yeah. But I know how they feel. That has a tendency to be the kind of people we're drawn to across the board, mm-hmm. which is funny. Granted, I don't feel like you put a ton of your personality online. Me? Yeah. Like, I feel like people don't know you that well. Like, you don't post that often from... Fair, fair. You are in my content, but mm-hmm. it's very much uh, featured through my lens. 
and it's yeah. your reaction to things. It's your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not uh, so from your perspective. I would love for you to get to the point that yeah. you're sharing more of that because you are very funny and witty and enjoyable. But I, I think I'm learning. I'm trying to figure out what my perspective on life is. Yeah. I don't feel like I have a fully formed sense of self. I kind of sure. feel like you should document <clears throat> that process though. Because I think that's where a lot of people are. Yeah. And I think that when they, I want to finish my thought before I get back to that. Sure. Can you remind me of where we are yeah. right now? Okay. I was going to note that while people don't know you as well, they think of me as very like wholesome and very sweet, <laughs> uh, which is interesting yeah. because I don't feel like I try to project that at all. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like that's what I am at all. Uh and so I think that when people see who I follow or what I read or who my best friends are and who I really enjoy spending time with, they tend to be really kind of surprised that I hang out with people that they consider kind of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I Some mean? Some of these are just my friends too. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Do you really think? No, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, again, people, they see a cross section of your life online and you do work to be nice you work really hard to not exclude people to not to well, be that's very important to me yes to be um a force for good so to speak i think you you make a, a very conscious effort to add to a conversation not detract and so people take that as okay she's nice so she is this way in every they, they take that and they go, well, a nice person does this and a nice person believes this and a nice person is friends with people who are like this. And in all reality, nice people can do nice things for any reason and they can be a totally not, I mean, what am I going to say? Not nice? No. Uh, just, a, just a totally independent thinker beyond that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Resume where we were if you can. Uh, sense of self. Not, uh, I don't know that I have a fully developed sense of self is what I was saying. And so it's hard for me to take a perspective and put it out there um, consistently, I think. I would love to see you, like this conversation that we're having right now, I am very interested in, and I would love to see you be documenting that online uh, through video format, just because I think that so many people, especially men, would relate to what you're talking about and what you're experiencing. And I feel like there aren't a lot of people being vulnerable and honest about their experiences. Yeah. Well, again, going back to what you're taught as a child, um, being vulnerable as a man is not valued. Um, I think that that's changing though. I think it is. I Definitely. hope that it's changing. I think it's become more, again, as more and more generations, uh, we have, a, we have a lot of things that change for us, you know, both, both genders are working more, both, uh, are, both are involved in parenting more. Um, traditional gender roles are, are blurrier than they used to be. Uh, expectation, mental health, people seek out mental health a lot more, uh, readily than they used to, at least, uh, the, the people that we know. And I think that's somewhat representative of the world. Yeah. Although I think we do have a pretty, uh, I think about that a lot is that our group of friends, I feel like is more, uh, traditional. Oh, Oh no. Opposite of what I was going to say. Oh, our group is pro- like more progressive. More progressive Got it. I was going to say, I was going to say it's not necessarily a good, uh, representation of 
like American culture as a whole. Got it. Yeah. We have a very limited, again, cross section. Yeah. That's yeah, all I was that's noting. Fair. That's fair. I, I do think that we have a lot of friends that are in very traditional uh, relationships and yeah. things like that. Uh, and we obviously, a lot of our friends are white and a lot of friends are, uh, you know, an upper middle class, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are very similar. Uh, but I do think that for that cross section of things, we have a lot of friends who are very progressive and are having a lot of conversations about how do we keep this from being the norm? Yeah. Yeah. Are interested in progress. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. I don't know. Just interesting. All right. Greg's Reads of the Week. Yep. Greg's your dad, my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. He reads a lot of news. A he lot sends of us news. some of that news. Yeah, he does. Some of the titles give us anxiety. Some of them don't. So we rate them on a one to five scale, uh, zero to five, something like that. Yeah. On how much anxiety they give us. Just the headline. Yep. Not the article. Okay. Yeah. Uh, article number one. Warren Buffett warns there's only one way that a smart person can go broke. Are you making this big financial mistake? Oh, great. Cool. Uh, a four? Yeah, like at least at least a four. Yeah. Also, I wanted to note before we kind of discuss this, I thought Warren Buffett died. Oh. It's not Warren Buffett. It's Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett died. Jimmy Buffett died. I wasn't died. aware that he died. Yeah. Dad told me this week, did you know Jimmy Buffett died? And my, <laughs> my brain, when he said that, Went to Warren Buffett. I don't know why. Well, because I know why. Because Warren him, like, Buffett's is that a... way older than Jimmy yeah. Buffett. That's why. Well, I think Jimmy Buffett's lived a harder life. Yeah, style. he died of cancer, skin cancer. It's not wearing sunscreen out on the beach. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it was. I mean, I mean he's the Margaritaville guy. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I'm. I don't know if I'm happy to report. I just. Uh, yeah, that Warren maybe. Buffett's not dead. I mean, I am happy oh, to report the, that. that Buff, yeah, the other Buffett's not dead. Yeah, like that's good. I'm not. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm happy that, to report Jimmy Buffett is dead. No, I'm finally. not. Finally, I am, don't feel that way at all. Finally, those cheeseburgers in paradise. No, that's really sad. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I was like, bold. but when I when I saw this come through yesterday, I was like, I thought he died, but no. he he did not die. In fact, no. I mean, he 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 could have still said something. This does died. give me a lot of anxiety, though, yeah. because I don't like, I don't I don't like I I know the headline is meant to like Grab pull me in and make me click on it, but I think this is kind of rude. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. There's only one way a smart person can go broke. Insinuating that if you go broke, you're dumb. Yeah, I don't like that. You might just take risks. Right. You might just have bad luck. Right. Anyway. Or you're dumb. Not a fan. I don't like anything that... I, I just... I don't like that. Uh, okay. What happens when Americans stop going to church? Uh, that doesn't give me any anxiety. It kind of makes me anxious. Really? Yeah. What happens? I don't know. I didn't read it because the headline gave Made me like a anxious. three and a half out of five. So oh. I, I didn't click on it. That was a one out of five for me. Yeah. I... Mm-mm. No. No, that's not my not Are my you worried about the... Tea. The dissolution of American values? No. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't even want to know. Yeah. I bet it's probably about community. I about bet. how people have stopped going to church, and so now people are lacking community because we don't live in walkable areas, and so there isn't yeah. people, like, places for people to gather regularly in order to create support systems. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read it, but that's my guess. We could write that article. Yeah, we could. All right. I liked this one. This one made me giggle. 
U.S. driver pulled over with huge African bull riding shotgun in car. I saw some stuff on this. It's wild. Yeah. Didn't give me any anxiety, but... No, but it did me... It would have given me anxiety if I saw it in real life. Guys, this For is sure. a full-sized bull. Yeah. Actually in the passenger seat. I think he's kind of chopped the car up so that the, the bull fits in there. Yeah. But it makes no sense. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why wouldn't you... It ha- Do you think it's more expensive to get a trailer and like a truck, I guess? Uh, they Even may just not have had one? one. And they might have had this car that they could chop they up. They could chop up? Yeah. I don't feel like I would have the tools to chop up a car. A Sawzall would do it. I don't have a Sawzall. We do own a Sawzall. Oh, okay. How do I say that? Sawzall? Sawzall. S-A-W-Z-A-L-L. Sawzall. 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 Okay. <laughs> Can that be our word of the week? Sawzall. Sure. Sawzall. It saws everything. It's a reciprocating saw, actually, is what... Sawzall. Sawzall. That might be a brand name. It might be like Kleenex. Sawzall. And, you know, nose tissue. Mm. Sawzall might be a brand. I like it. Yeah. Spell it for me again. S-A-W-Z-A-L-L. Sawzall. And that's our word of the week. Sawzall. <laughs> okay. Last one. People make the best financial decisions at this exact age, studies show. <laughs> Two out of five. What's the age? I guess. Uh, Did we pass it? Because at that point, that, that, that no, I'm I can't read it because I don't have Apple News. Oh, and Dad always sends us these articles via Apple News, so mm. a lot of them I can't read. So I don't know. I could probably Google it though. Yeah, we could Google that article. Trace our way back to People it. People make the best financial decisions. Wait for it. This will be worth it. No, it won't. Stop. Hold on. At this exact age. We've got them on the edge of their seats. Studies show. <laughs> it's making me nervous. I'm typing poorly. Mm. Uh, Is it paywalled? The prime years for making smart financial decisions on average are 53 and 54. Ah. Well, we got tons of time. Yeah. No anxiety I, at all Do you think now. dad was trying to tell us that he's closer to the age so that he should give us input? Oh, he's already had his primo yeah. financial years. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, this is a hot take, but I think I could not talk about money ever again for the rest of my life and it would be okay. Yeah. I feel that. Like I could just never come up again mm-hmm. in terms of in uh conversation with people that aren't like if it is within the scope of work like if i am yeah. working with you you are a client or a collaborator and mm-hmm. we're talking pay that's different yeah i mean personal finance i i'm happy how you, how it I, reflects on you as a person yeah <laughs> i just don't think it does i don't believe yeah. that it does yeah. i don't know i i i what's well, just it's such a loaded topic for so many people well and i just feel like there's too much value put in it well in a capitalist society it's kind of the thing like yeah you know capitalist society it's it's uh all i need is 120 dollars yeah. a year for kindle unlimited <laughs> <laughs> there you go i really wish that i want to be purchasing more from local bookstores yeah but i love reading digitally because it mm-hmm. uh, keeps track of my reading time. So it'll tell me how many hours I have left reading the book. So I can know whether or not I should like keep going or put it down. And it's backlit. And it's backlit. 
And so if anybody listening has a good solution on how to use an e-reader while still supporting local bookshops, and if the answer is I just buy all my physical book copies at the local bookshop, I am doing that. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have bad dad mean mom this week? Oh man. What have I we feel done? like you said it before we started recording that you had one, but. Oh, I think it was more, uh, there was something, uh, news wise. It wasn't us that we had done. Oh, bad dad. Okay. Somebody had made a, I don't remember even what it I've was. I've been feeling really good about parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling solid. Yeah, I'm feeling solid. I feel like she's been a full-blown, like, two- to three-year-old this yeah, last week. for sure. Very opinionated. Very loud. Yeah. And it's been fun, though. Like, no, it's I don't, been good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like stuff's going to be much Target. We got a cake pop. Oh, yeah. We uh, we strolled around. We got hula hoop. I still got to get more popsicles. Yeah. I realized when we got home that that's what we forgot. Bad dad. Mm, no, there it is. Bad dad. Mean I mom. didn't restock the popsicles. Which is a crime. And with a toddler... Popsicles are one of the staple food groups. Yeah, uh, not at only least in the summer. It's also a uh, form of currency. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you really need to get something done, a popsicle is probably going to really grease the wheels. Yes. To make that happen. <laughs> for sure. Um, not saying that's the right way to do it. Just saying sometimes it's the available needs to, meet to the road. you if you need it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you've run out of options. We have quite a few voicemails this week, Love I believe. it, love it. Voice message, right. voice message. Yeah, send us a, yeah, we have a, a link, I'm sure, in the description for sending us a voicemail. And we also have an email that you can send if you don't want to record your voice or just have something you have better typed out. Yeah. I am looking up the voice message. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't listen to the podcast <laughs> because I I would be mortified. You started to listen to it last week. I listened to the whole thing last week. You did? Yeah. Last you week's it? and the week before. I didn't listen to the week before, okay. but the last two weeks when we have gotten done with the podcast, I've been like, you know what? I feel like that was pretty good. All right. And I have not felt that way. All 50 episodes we've released, <laughs> I've been like, I don't feel like we're finding our swing in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the last two weeks, I have felt really on. I've We've had some ones before that I've felt good about. It's not that I've never felt good about an episode, mm-hmm. but like from start to finish the last two weeks, I yeah. was like, I could, I we are podcasters. Yeah, we. Uh, I would agree with that. And there was definitely a stretch there where it was... Um, it just didn't flow the same way. Right. And that is when you get to the end and you go, okay, that really rolled. Like that hour felt fast. Right. Sometimes you get to 40 minutes and you're like, oh, what are we going to fill for at least 10 more minutes? Right. And Which maybe that's not a good strategy. Anyway, so I listened to it front to back because I, uh, what I was curious about is while we're talking, is the conversation flowing and it's like a good conversation that we're having? And so it makes me think that it's interesting. And I listened back and I actually... You think it holds up? I I enjoyed the conversation. I felt like it was easy to follow. It was relatively entertaining. And I also think it's good for me to listen because I'm so bad about interrupting you. Yeah, that happens. That's kind of our dynamic. We, We talk over each other a lot, just in general. That's really sweet. I talk over you. We just both are loud sometimes. I do it. I think I do it more in real life than I do on the podcast. You're kind of the podcast alpha. You've got a lot more podcasting under your belt than I do. 
but that doesn't make it okay to interrupt you. I didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> I just you're the alpha. That's what I was saying. <laughs> the alpha, the omega, everything. The Kai Omega, yeah. <laughs> Ride with Minaj. Okay, you ready? A voicemail. Oh. Hi, Joe and Matt. I'm a big fan of your guys' podcast, and I'm calling for some advice. So I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible since I only have 90 seconds. But I recently got proposed to, and my fiance and I, as siblings and parents, came up the next day to celebrate with us. And I have a particular family member who's really upset and feels excluded and very hurt that they were not included on in the celebration. So I'm trying to navigate this because they got a lot of my other family members involved and made it a very negative situation and made one of the biggest moments in my life about themselves. And I'm really hurt by this. I don't necessarily want to talk with this person right now. I am expecting an apology and just some acceptance about what they've done and how they acted and negatively put a negative light on a really big moment on in my life. And I'm not sure how to proceed. I don't want to cut them out necessarily, but I don't want to engage with them right now. I know that if we try to hash things out. It will not be productive. This isn't the type of person to apologize easily or own up to their mistakes. So I'm not sure what to do. So any advice would be really appreciated. Um, I don't want to cut them out. I don't want to ignore them. Um, but I don't want to engage with them either. So any advice would be. Hi, Joe and Matt. I just left another voicemail, but I wanted to give some extra detail just in case anything wasn't clear um so this was an extended family member this was not a parent or sibling that was not invited to our engagement celebration immediately after our proposal and they got a lot of other family members involved and were blaming them for the exclusion quote-unquote um and kind of interrogated some family members asking if they knew this was happening and it was just a really inappropriate response, in my opinion. And it was really hurtful considering, obviously, this is an engagement. This is a really big deal. And it's supposed to be a very happy, positive time. And they somehow managed to make it about themselves. And it was just a really hurtful thing in general. And I just am not sure how to go forward knowing I likely won't get the apology that I am hoping for. And knowing that this person likely won't own up to their mistake um, or even realize that they made a mistake in the first place. And I right now am being pretty short and um, not really engaging with this person. But obviously, that's not super sustainable. So any advice, again, would be really appreciated. Thank you, guys. And I love your podcast. You're taking the Matt Overby uh, technique. But just not sustainable, why? Yeah, you can sustain I, it as long so as you want. Here's my thing as I'm listening to everything that you're saying. That person is showing their true colors, who they are, and what they're about. They're about themselves. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like I think you let people show their true colors and you act accordingly. You be kind and you be yourself in situations in which it is like required that you interact with that person and you don't go above and beyond that. And if they want to throw fits and do whatever it is they do, they can do that. That's about them, not about you. And you're not going to be able to change that. No. You like, can't uh, force somebody to be emotionally mature. No. Because that's 
uh, in the end, what this is reflecting is a, a lack of self-awareness and a lack of emotional maturity. Um, and they're just acting out. I only invited my parents, siblings, nieces, and nephews to our weddings. Uh, no extended family. Mm-hmm. And Matt invited a portion of his extended family because his immediate family is much smaller than mine. Yeah. Yeah. You have your sisters and their kids. Yes. So otherwise it was going to be a... I think with grandparents, mine totaled out around 17 Mm -hmm. and Matt got done with his list and it totaled out to like seven. And so you invited some extended family, which I don't even think the person that I'm talking about knows that we invited your extended... Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But regardless, uh, I have a family member who still has not spoken to me. And that's okay. It's not really bothering us. (laughs) Since we got married four years ago because they felt as if uh, it was a huge insult to them that they weren't invited. And here's my thought on that matter is... I made the right decision. If, yeah. if that's like, to me, it sounds like that person not being there was the right decision. If that's how they're behaving about not being included. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think making a scene and acting that way. I, I think it's totally fine to privately share with somebody that you felt hurt that, you know, you weren't included or invited. That's fine. But uh, acting as if you should have been or that uh, it's somebody else's wrongdoing for you to not be included is a whole nother. Yeah, it's it's not. It's okay if people feel upset uh, being excluded in something. Um, That's a normal human reaction. But there should be a step after that where people can evaluate. Was it a personal attack on me or was was it about me? Was it involving me in any way? No, Uh, is almost always the answer. And if it's not, then it's a different thing. But yeah, I, I think you're you're not going to get an apology if you don't one communicate what your problem is because they're they're definitely not going to look at their issue like they're not going to look at themselves as the issue. That's that's been clearly demonstrated. So I think if you want to go, if you want to write out a, a text or whatever and say, hey, this really has bothered me. Um, and here's where I stand with it. You don't have to, again, you can. There, you can do that or you don't have to. But if you're wanting to get any kind of uh, acknowledgement from them, you'll probably have to communicate what your issue is. Or you can have an intermediary and do that. But Even then. I would not expect an apology. I would not expect that person to take any kind of accountability. But I think the only thing you can really do is communicate your feelings on it and then just punt it away yeah. and go, you know what? I've said my piece. This is how I feel about it. And I'm justified in feeling that way. You don't owe anybody anything. No, I think there is this really toxic thing surrounding family that because we're related, we owe each other something and you just don't. No, no, don't. absolutely. Uh, uh, you didn't choose your family. No, you were born into it. And so um, there is this idea that you are accountable for them and you're not uh you didn't you didn't have any agency in the decision you don't owe them anything and also it's not like you knew you were getting engaged it's not like you planned the i don't know i i completely i don't know that frustrates me i'm sorry i i have a couple events when it came to matt and i uh and our wedding and everything that i felt like friends made about 
them that I still have negative feelings about some yeah. of my experiences. Uh, and that's hard because it really is. It, it taints that time. But I don't know. You just have to take the information that you learn from that and move forward. Yeah. If you want acknowledgement, you're going to have to express your feelings. And then you're probably just going to have to be okay with them not handling your feelings very well. Yeah. And you can I'm all them. for continuing to keep them at a distance, though. Yeah. No, I don't think you have to uh, build the bridge yourself. Nope. I and agree. I don't think they're going to do a lot of work. All right. Voicemail number two. Hi, Joe and Matt. This is Reagan from Sunshine, Louisiana. Um, I just finished listening to you guys' podcast about um, Joe going to high school early and Matt being in the GNT program. I myself actually did a similar program to Joe where I graduated high school with my associate's degree. Um, and I, I really wanted to hear more more of your thoughts on the identity crisis part. Um I now I'm, you know, graduated, me and my fiance are getting married in a few months and, you know, we're moving on, but I still, I guess I still am going through that identity crisis part of things, but more specifically, I wanted to ask how children changed that for you guys. Um, we're thinking, you know, we're obviously starting to talk about having children and we're going to, you know, maybe start trying uh, a few months after we get married, but I guess I just wanted to be a little bit more prepared as far as if it if children helped the situation or maybe made it a little bit worse or opened your eyes to new things. Um, anyways, love to hear your thoughts. Have a great day. Congratulations. Yes. And, uh, enjoy your wedding. That's so exciting. I, You said that you thought it made it worse. Like when she said having kids – did it make it better? Did it make it worse? You were like, yes, it made it worse. But I think the uh, last thing she yeah. said in that it just like uncovered more. Yes. It's going to make you, it's going to force you to deal with a lot. Um, you're right. It does not on its own make it worse. If you have all of your issues figured out and you have a great sense of self and you know who you are and you know what you value, uh, yeah, then but it's still going to make you look at yourself. It's still going to make you reprioritize think, your life. I think that's the thing about kids that's so hard that people don't talk about. People act like kids is the hard part. No. And it's not necessarily the kids themselves. It's that kids force you to confront your shit. Yeah. Or you do or die. Yeah, or you don't and you pass that along. That on to your kids. Like that. that's just mm -hmm. what it is, is you either confront it and are self-aware and you work through it and you do that with your children so that you're not passing things along uh or you don't yeah and i'm sure there's plenty of things i will be passing along because i'm focusing on the things that we're gonna create hurt. brand new traumas right yeah. I, i'm focusing on the things that i struggled with the most and healing those mm -hmm. uh, and so there's always like i feel like my parents there are things that they healed from theirs and then passed on a whole new slew of things down to me yeah uh, and I'm sure that my kid's experience will be no different, but, uh, yeah, it's hard. I don't know. Going from, I don't know, just being so achievement driven. I wanted to go back to kind of the identity crisis portion. Yeah. Um, you're going to have that for a while. We're 30 and I don't know that we know who we are deep down and that's going to change as your career changes. And as you have kids, you're going to have to reprioritize, uh, achievement and, children because mm -hmm. um, you're going to run out of time you're going to run out of uh 
emotional capacity, mental capacity, all of that, that's all going to get shuffled. And so um, I think the big thing with kids is to really be ready for that, be ready for the challenge, understand that things won't remain the same. You can do a lot of work and be really um, forward about making sure that you maintain your identity as a person outside of a parent, but you're still gonna have to be a parent. You can't, uh, it's gonna be very difficult to just uh, be an individual with a kid. Mm -hmm. And so that's gonna add complication to it. For sure. And so, yeah. It's I don't hard. know about the advice part. Like, yeah, we're still figuring it out ourselves. I yeah. guess the bit we would say is just like, that's normal. Yeah, not it normal. is normal. Very... I don't know if normal is the right word. It's uh, it's not something you're experiencing alone. No, it's not abnormal. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, it's, it's a lifelong journey, I think. But yeah. you're, in a, you're in a stage where it's very present. And For sure. Very, uh, you're in a lot of transition. Yeah personally and just right. developmentally last voicemail for today all right hey joe and matt absolutely love your podcast your tiktoks i love it all my name is Lindsay, and i'm from the wonderful state of arizona i heard you guys in a previous podcast like the desert so that was awesome to hear and brought a smile to my face uh joe my question is actually for you you are an avid reader, and I love that. I want to be more like that. For some reason, whenever I decide to read, whether it's morning, afternoon, or night, I get tired when I start reading, and I can't read for that long. Do you have any tips or tricks uh, to help me overcome that? Mm. And also, second question was how do you figure out what you're going to read and do you have a source that you use maybe an app or a follower that recommends stuff that you'll like uh, thank you guys so much for your time uh bye okay great questions i think that if you're getting tired when you're reading you're probably reading the wrong things or if you're tired or you're tired <laughs> it could be that you're just tired yes um and if you're just tired i can't help it with that but I, I think because I experience that where yeah. like I'm trying to get into a fantasy uh, duology right now that tons of people have recommended to me and I keep reading like one or two chapters and I'm exhausted and I just want to go to sleep because I am my brain is like the wheels are grinding trying mm -hmm. to get through the beginning of this. And uh, so I relate to that. And my recommendation would be to maybe try some different genres or maybe try a faster paced book. Uh and kind of get into some things that train your brain away from being tired as you take in uh, reading. Something more and immediately also, gratifying or engaging. Yeah. And then maybe take note of the books that you go to sleep quickly with because that can be a good thing to do before bed if it does calm your brain down. <laughs> there are times in life that's an asset. Yes. As for how I find the books that I'm reading, I follow a lot of book creators online that I like that I have found uh, have similar reviews to books as me because I think that's really the key it's just like anything else like finding somebody who has a style that you like like if you want to follow somebody to inspire you with clothing or a home decor style that you like uh try and search for book talkers or bookstagrammers uh who do a lot of book reviews who have a similar taste in books as you uh and if you don't know what you like I always recommend going and kind of looking at what the top books of the year were in different genres uh, and trying a few that seem interesting to you. 
I don't. I I do. I I read a lot. You read a lot. Yeah. So, I how many have I read this year? We looked at it last night. Like sixty, sixty thousand. I don't know. Yeah, Matt feels like it's a thousand. Sixty books to me is a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are people out there who read a lot more. Not I. I don't know that that like a lot of book talkers who like career readers. Yeah who read a lot more than I do, but I feel like for somebody- I say, there's not a lot of people that read more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. But there's just so many books to take in. Book editors. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I am really in my, my romance era. I'm doing lots of little girly pop romances. Yeah. Uh, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, what? Just the covers. Oh yeah, the covers are all half naked men. Not all of them. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a really in love couple. The ad for Pucked oh, is the one I, I can't still, get over. I have not read that. So I get ads sent to my Kindle. I need to get them turned off. And there's a book called Pucked that Matt just, it, <laughs> he thinks that's the funniest thing. He's, I, he's yeah. like, that's a great play on words. I then substitute Puck. Uh, Matt frequently. understands why Go hockey romance is a thing because he just, yeah, you're in love with what they can do with the word Puck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're funny. I don't think I was very helpful. I'd follow follow people that um, you have things in common with. Yeah. And like if you, for instance, like if you follow me, you know, and you know that I share a lot of books, maybe uh, look for, you know what? I should do a roundup of book creators that I follow that I like. I'll do that. But uh, you could like go through my following list on Instagram to kind of see some book creators that I follow or authors that I follow. Mm -hmm. I usually do that. It's hard because on TikTok, you can't see people's following list. Uh. So that's not as helpful, (laughs) but you know. Live and you learn. So, all right. We'll be back next week. Intimacy and sex. Get ready. All right. Let's go. Bye.